For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, who forgot how to count down from five there for a second. It got weird. I don't know what happened. What was that? I, I can't put up, I don't know. Don't worry about my, my counting. <laughs> this is what I wish we were a video podcast for that moment right there Shut so up. everybody could see it. Uh, honey, we have a guest with us this week, one that I'm very excited about because I've been wanting to make a uh, connection with this company for quite a while now. They are a, uh, a Florida... Uh, becoming a Florida mainstay and becoming quite the Florida party. Um, I know, you area. don't get invited to that. I don't get invited to parties often, yeah. no. And it's you a wrestling know. party, so how I haven't been invited yet, I don't know. It should be the ones I would be getting invited to. Um, but I am very excited from uh, Fest Wrestling. We have the boss himself on here. Tony is with us. Tony, welcome to the IndyCast. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor, a privilege, and... Uh... Yeah, let's have fun. Let's talk about some wrestling. Well, excellent. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we start every episode the same way. Uh, my lovely wife, Shelly, handles what we call the lightning round. Five quick questions to get what we basically consider some of the really dumb uh, podcast questions right out of the way so we don't have to worry about them later. Yes, so, that pleasure is all mine. And plus we've got a couple of silly ones we throw yeah, in there you with. Know. So, uh, honey, the floor is yours. Well, when did Fest Wrestling get started, Tony? Um, officially, two years ago, we branded it as Fest Wrestling, but we did wrestling at our music festival, the Fest, um, two years, two or three, shit, I think three years, maybe, two or three years <laughs> before that. Um, we did a, uh, we wanted to bring wrestling to the music festival, uh, we, this will be our 17th year of the music festival, so I guess it was Fest 15 or 14, uh, and we wanted to get some stuff going on. And so we started talking with my buddy Lazy down at the Orpheum down uh, Tampa. <laughs> and he was really much involved with uh, Shine. And so we were like, oh, you know, you know a lot of people that start doing some stuff. And so I think the first year uh, we brought, uh, um, we wanted to get Chikara. It didn't work. So we got Kaiju Big Battle, which was <laughs> super fun to bring yeah. to a bunch of punk rock kids as wrestling. And then the next year, um, they brought us a show. I think it was called Viva La Lucha. Nice. And it, it was just a bunch of awesome Florida folk that we're really good friends with now. And then a bunch of awesome Lucha people. And then the next year, we said we wanted to get wrestling again. And they said, oh, we don't want to give you anything. So I said, fuck it. And just started <laughs> calling people we knew. And then next thing you know, there's Best Wrestling. Wow. Nice. Cool. Well... Yeah. This is one of my favorite questions, Tony, to ask people, is what is your first wrestling memory? Ooh. Um, for me, it, it would have to be some kind of, like, thing. I was a kid watching NWA. Um, okay. But I also, like, really grew up with, like, the, the golden era of WWE where, where it was, just, like, really geared towards kids. Um, <laughs> and, like, but my brother took me to go see NWA. He used to come through. I, I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. He's got the Rogue Civic Center all the time. 
So my like, real first vivid memory of like deep in the wrestling, I would have to say, um, would, would have to be like I had a Rock and Roll Express poster, <laughs> and the Midnight Express came by and took the poster out of my hands and tore it up. Nice. I remember feeling so hate towards the Midnight Express during that time. Um, and so yeah, that, and then of course like you know. Horseman and like just seeing the Road Warriors and being like eight years old and being like, what the fuck is this? You know, um, but that whole time period, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you it was like, oh, well, this match, blah, 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 because I mean, hell, half the time we were watching NWA, you were watching, it was just all like Superstation WTBS, like scrub matches. There was never, there was just a bunch of really good shit talking and, and a bunch of fucking scrub matches, so. Some of the uh, some of the know. best some of the best interviews ever came from those uh the yeah those old WTBS tapings like you know 605 on Saturday where it was like what Tony Schiavone at ringside yeah. and uh-huh. you get every superstar that would do these great interviews you have Dusty and the Horseman All stuff the like that those were amazing I mean I still go back and watch those they're so so good you know just that whole basically just between Dusty and Flair. Right. You know, and then the Road Warriors just doing the run-in, just massacring everybody. Got you. You know, which you still see promotions used today. You mm-hmm. know, the Squatch works. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I can still hear Iron Man in my head, and then remembering it, <laughs> it barely finishing, yeah. like, that opening note before the, like, the Road Warriors were in there, the match was done, and they were gone again. Yeah. It was like a hurricane, yeah. and I used to love it, so. But I'll shut up, so. Yeah. Well, no, it's okay. You you guys are naming a wrestling time before me, and uh, it's on the network. If you'd like to sit down and watch some no, of that sometime, I, I will gladly relive that. You with have you. you have relived this moment with me on many <laughs> a pre marriage date. I just want anyone to know. I don't know how it happened. Okay, I don't know how Chad won, but I think he might have drugged me. And you stayed, and you're here still. So surprise, yeah, who's sucker now? So. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, so who is the one person or team that hasn't been in Fest that you would to- that would totally fit with the Fest as- aesthetic? Did you have to use such big words, sir? Aesthetic? aesthetic. Don't you, aren't you the one with four college degrees? Yes, but well, like... Well, the zip and aesthetic's not that hard. It's after baths and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that, okay, that, sorry. Like, like current, current people that are totally obtainable just... Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Somebody that you'd love to have in there that would be that would be attainable. That you just for some reason timing or just you've never asked and it just never happened that you would love to have show up and fest. Or just we just don't make enough money to pay them. Also a possibility. <laughs> yeah, look, we have known that life. That's yeah, kind of like a harder. That's probably one of the easier things. Um, there's been a lot of folks that we've really reached out to, and it's just a lot of it's been timing, and so a lot of it honestly is. is Involved around the money aspect of it, either and not because they're like, uh, you know, uh, think that they're, you know, not in a bad way. A lot of it's a lot of it's just like you live far away, you know, right. and to get you here, there's this that X initial cost, and it's like holy shit, that's like that sucks, you know. Uh, but there's you know that list is just like massive. A lot of things like when we. When we first started, of course, you make your, like, dream list, you know, of, like, all these people. And we've gotten a lot of those folks to come participate in Fest Wrestling and, and been really surprised at how many of those folks have actually reached out to us on their own and said, hey, you know, we've heard or, and more so seen 
what you guys are doing there, um, and we want to be a part of it. So that's always a super amazing, flattering aspect of it. It's not like have to chase chase folks down, uh, you know, to get to get that to happen. But um, for us, I mean, I've I've always wanted to try to get Penta and Ray Phoenix here. Like that's, nice. and I feel like okay. each time, like they are somewhere, we always go up to them and like, hey, and they're always like, yeah, just contact us, and we're like, yeah, there's no way. Like, come <laughs> on, like, you know, that's that's those one thing, you know, and it's like the, the the dream would be that like, you know, the Bucks would always come and be like, dude, you guys are a party, let's let's hang out, but you know, that physically just cannot happen due to like contractual things that they have with. heard fest is a party what what drink best fits pre-gaming a fest show please remember please drink responsibly i'm sorry what is what was the question what is the best drink we should uh have before to before a match like pre-gaming what should should we pre when we're pre-gaming bougie on a budget so i can understand <laughs> some pat why is Rizzet. why is that not on a shirt <laughs> bougie yeah. on a budget yeah I, that's I'm my life that's paging my life. fully gimmicked paging fully hey, gimmicked. i don't know any other wrestling promotion where there's two dollar tall boys of pbr so let's just put that one nice oh that's true that's true that's a little bit of that uh that downtown ebor rubbing off the sink or swim <laughs> yeah. moments that i enjoy thoroughly <laughs> yeah um, yeah. Okay, well, the last question, Tony, is super important. This has barred some people from the house. <laughs> this is Shelly's favorite question. Oh, man, don't go wrong. Is it DC or Marvel, and why? Oh, well, I have to say Marvel, because because um, if not, my, friend, my best friend Curtis Grimstead would just shoot me in the face. <laughs> but, he is, but he is also a huge Batman fan. Um I never grew up reading comics. The only comic I ever read growing up was the G.I. Joe comic. Nice. Um, and 
I can't remember if that was DC or Marvel. I don't know. I'd have to look up G.I. Joe where they were at. I don't that one I don't know off the top of my head. I can't remember. But um That's a good it question. was one of those things that like, you know, I definitely grew up loving superheroes and I definitely was more into as I got older, of course, more into the Marvel. But I feel like you just you grew up with like D C, you know, when you were a kid or at least around my age it was like always the thing. So that's a hard one, so I'm gonna go on the on the fence on this one as like kinda like if, if I had to say it was Marvel, but at the same time, I don't really care either way. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this, that, that anything that's done for TV or anything like that, it seems that Marvel's really winning the game on production and, and storyline and movies and everything right now, though. The, we, Very true. We have talked about renaming that question Marvel or Batman and why. Because yeah, I know. That's always everybody's <laughs> selling point on DC is, well, there's Batman, there's which Batman. is which is always like the, the the Marvel character that just happens to be under DC. Because you can easily like, put Batman into Marvel and no one would blink at it. I feel like we should put Batman and Spider-Man in their own closet and be like, so if you could take those two guys out of the equation... Who would you like? Because lots of people who like DC will then go, oh, I like Spider-Man, though. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, he's the goody one. Like, hmm. But the rest of them, uh, not so much. And and we're a big Marvel house. So yeah. I think it's super important for people to know before they walk in with their Superman shirt. I'm going to say it's lame. I'm going to probably make fun of you for at least ten minutes. And then maybe even make another crude joke. You I probably, don't know. You probably won't say that. when I get with our... I get with our accountant Curtis Grimstead, who does all of Festa County and one of my best friends. He is he could he could you guys could have a whole podcast just talking about that debate between the two because he will go oh, back yes. and forth and probably tell you all the reasons why you would like this, but then there's this and the reason why you should be just uh, I can tell you the man's gonna start writing his own comics soon. <laughs> we we got pretty close to doing a whole episode once that was just uh that was just comics when we had uh, John Davis on. Yes. Because he went yes. on this whole thing about how Superman, Super, Superman was like uh, like an amalgamation of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like, <laughs> and it was just the way he went through it was so great and so well, well thought so out. It was like, that's, um, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so. Well, what about this? What about the crossover of like, you know, you grow up and you watch pro wrestling and you, you know, you think like, you know, the time periods that we were coming from, you know, I'm 42. You know, all those early so things, it's like either you were like the Hogan muscle dude who was kind of like a superhero in a lot of ways growing up with that, or you had the dastardly deeds of like the, the goddamn, you know, the horsemen and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like this party rock and roll, all this stuff. And then you get, then you start really listening to like this generations of professional wrestlers like on podcasts and stuff. And all they want to talk about is comic books and video games. <laughs> you know, it's not like this, like, rock and roll lifestyle where they're raging and partying and stuff like this. It's really, they just really want to talk about those type things. So it's like, it's this awesome, like, new world of, like, I don't know, opening our eyes to, like, a backside of it. But, I mean, there's a whole thing of, like, you know, you think about this, if you want to become a professional wrestler, hell, probably a lot of your icons growing up were superheroes in a lot of ways, and this is a way you can kind of portray the villain or, you know, the hero in a lot of ways. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and one good thing, and, and I'm 42 as well, so I definitely, you know, like, like I said, it, it's always interesting to look at the dichotomy of, like, you know, if you were a WWE fan, it was definitely, like, like you said, the superhero, the Superman that was Hulk Hogan. 
you know, yeah. muscled and tanned and like beating everybody versus like the main good guy over when you were, when you turned on the NWA was someone Dusty. who looked like, who looked like your uncle, you know, Dusty yeah. was like, <laughs> like he was fat. He had that one big blotch on his stomach, but you're just like, <laughs> once he started talking, you were so drawn in and you so wanted to, to back him. So it was a, yeah. a complete superhero on the complete opposite end. But, um, I think the good thing now is, and you're absolutely right, because we've obviously we put this DC and Marvel question in because we've spent so much time <laughs> talking video games and comics and stuff like that for our interviews over the last, you know, we're heading into five years now of the show. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the fact that that's the big conversation, though, because I always feel like that, you know, reading like Flair's book and Dusty's book and how yeah. crazy things were that it was like the Wild West back then that we're going to, we still get all the crazy characters, and Fest is, a, is great proof of that, because you guys have, like, the Gymnasty Boys and the du and the Ugly Ducklings and, you know, yeah. and Effie and characters like that that are, that are bigger-than-life characters. But because, like, when they go home, they can actually shut that off, unlike somebody like Flair could never seem to shut off being Ric uh. Flair that we actually well, will get longer careers out of some of these guys, I hope, because I, of that. I think so. things well, like that. I definitely yeah. think so. As much as, like, we're a party, 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 on, you know, and vibe at, at Fest Wrestling, be shocked at how many people in Fest Wrestling party, but they don't drink. Right. You know? They still want to come over and rage and get weird with us and stuff, but when it comes down to the end of the night, like, it's amazing. I've got, like, ten sober drivers <laughs> at, all, at, all, at all points, whereas I look to most of my friends, you know, I've known forever in like the punk scene and stuff like that. It's like, oh, all of us need Ubers right now. So, yeah, it is. It is. It is a lot different these days. And and like, I think you're you're definitely right. You will, and hopefully, we all will get to see these performers go well into their golden age and, and perform. You know, a lot further and stuff than the, like the fucking like ECW guys. You know, most of those motherfuckers are dead. Right. You know, Bad, but you know, I loved them. But it was like every year there seems to be another ECW guy. He's like, fuck, he's not that old. Except for Tommy Dreamer, who's apparently going to live <laughs> oh. forever. Um, that's true. God bless well, him. Yeah. So but that's probably because Dreamer didn't party like the rest of Right. That's true. You know, he actually had some sense about himself and like kept the, kept things going and kept you know being relevant. Yeah. I guess I should give credit to Bubba Ray Dudley as well for also yes. being that way too. But um, that's true. So now um, let's back up a little bit. We talked about you've been doing fest wrestling wrestling now for two years. Your two year anniversary show is coming up, and we'll definitely talk about that. Um, but fest itself, when you when we talk fest, is actually a, a music festival that's been going on a lot longer than that. Tell talk a little bit about the music festival that obviously fest wrestling is connect is kind of connected to. Yeah, well, Fest um, will be celebrating this end of October, October uh, 26th, 27th, and 28th will be our 17th year doing this music festival. It's a uh, multiple venue music festival, um, and it's multiple days, and there's people from multiple countries that attend. Uh, we usually have, in Gainesville, part of it, we have um, upwards of like 400 to 450 acts over the three days. Um, wow. And then we started working in a couple years ago, you know, wrestling. And then we started doing comedy several years ago, independent comedy. Um, last year we brought in podcasts for the first time. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and uh, every year we just try to expand and grow just a little bit, but not really try to do more than what we feel like collectively as a group we can pull off. Um, we're not a big production company. 
Um, it's just a conglomerate of people that uh, work on it, um, you know, to make it happen once a year. Uh, we don't take it, you know, elsewhere. We have it. We have a prefects in Ebor, but it's way smaller, and we kind of just did that just to uh, help out a lot of the bands that were touring through, so they could get other Florida shows leading up to Fest Weekend. And then as well as like, uh, there was just so many people coming from overseas, and we saw them just being in Florida for a week, and we're like, hey, instead of like just, you know, wandering around Florida, why don't we put on an event for you and do it in Ebor? Uh, and that's worked out great too. So, but it's it's crazy. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure of the <laughs> of punk rock music, but also at the same time, it's not all just punk rock music. It's basically just um, a like a, a broad stroke of a paintbrush of that musical genre, but I'd say more it's more like indie DIY music, yeah. um, and, you know. But we're not covering it all. Like there's some really crazy like genres of music that we don't have at best. And it's not because we really disapprove or dislike them. Most of the time, it's just like I don't know enough people in that world to get to have those kind of things. And in the early fest, we would have like weird like experimental noise showcases because there would be some people from Gainesville that were into it, you know, and we would, we tried to do like electronica stuff on the very, very underground and underground hip hop stuff before. Um, but you know, we still do like all country and we still have like, you know, uh, singer songwriter stuff. So it's, 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 it's what basically fest is a big party of that, but we, we kind of call it the, our, our kind of like punk rock family reunion. Um, kind of like how a lot of people go to like, um, like cons. Like if you go to, you know, Dragon Con, like that just happened this past weekend, and you're really into that culture and the, and the cosplay culture, that's the one time of year where you get to be with like all these people you've met at Dragon Con previously, or you might have talked to on the internet, or you might, you know, just meet at that thing. You know, but you every year people come back to eat, to an event like that, and they look forward to mainly meeting back up with all the friends that they met the year before, right? So that's kind of like what Fest is, the music festival, is all these people get hang out and they get to share one common theme of life. And that's just having fun and listening to these good times of music. Um, and so it's kind of fun now that when we brought over wrestling into it, how many punks came out of the woodwork of like, holy shit, we're stoked, you're doing wrestling now. I'm a wrestling fan. It was like all these people had to come out and be like out of this weird wrestling closet. It was like, hey, yeah, I'm. You're into wrestling too, you know. And it's 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 been awesome to like introduce that. Not everybody that goes to fest is way into it, but um, we've been completely overwhelmed and shocked. And so when we do fest wrestling during the music festival weekend, we put on kind of a super show called We Are Family. And that's where we showcase a lot of the other promotions and be able to bring in some people uh, for the first time or people we haven't had in a long time. Uh, and it's kind of like our biggest show of the year because we have the accessibility of having like 7,000 people that are here for the music festival. And then we also do this wrestling show all day on the Sunday of the music festival. So you see a lot more people come out to that <coughs> show than normally come out to um, our fest wrestling shows. But it's it's very impressive though how well Fest is kind of the Fest wrestling has now kind of started its own life you know apart from the Fest music festival uh, and I think that's really cool with that one there now 
Um, Fest is usually done, obviously, kind of in a in a smaller setting. I know Eight Second uh, is one of your big locations that you tend to do the the do the shows at. Um, do you? It's kind of the only place in Gainesville that we can hold it. It's the only <laughs> place that like has a large enough area to put the ring that's not outside. It has you know, super tall ceilings, a balcony, and also Eight Seconds just kind of lets us do whatever the fuck we want, <laughs> which, which is kind of cool. They don't. They don't ever like go like, oh, I don't think you should do that. Like they're into it, um, and so it's kind of fun too. But it's also kind of wild too that they're like just a bunch of guys who run like this like weird cowboy dance club, <laughs> but they let us punks come in and do a wrestling show there. Well, like, you know, it's like it's I don't know, man. It's a, it's a, it's a weird dynamic of, of, but it works, you know. And they're super cool with us and super thankful that we bring them what we bring them uh, and it's that, that freedom of us having that creative freedom and also I think that nobody showed us how to do wrestling shows makes it kind of like that creative freedom too you know nobody people have always said like well this is how wrestling should be and you should do it this way and I'm just kind of like I guess it's the punk in me of like <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me what to do it like I think that's bullshit like that kind of style of wrestling is <laughs> crap and like Oh, you can't have like you know when we first started doing fest wrestling, people were telling us we couldn't do intergender matches. Like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, blah blah blah. You know, it is like, who says? Like, this is a, we're we're setting this up. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Right. No, know? it's bullshit that people even ask about it. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What do you mean? Why can't men and women wrestle? That's right. stupid. You tell no. you tell Sue Young she can't fight guys. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. So dumb. No. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was one of the first people we had contact with when we were doing this stuff, you know, through Salad WWN. Like, Sue was one of the first people they brought in to do stuff when we did uh, uh, Kaiju. You know, and that's that's how I met Sue. You know, uh, my wife and I had gone down to Shine a couple of times and seen them. And, of course, Sue stands out, you know. That, but we met some of the, some of the performers at Shine. But, uh, and everybody was super rad. But it was like when we first started up Fest, she was one of the first people to be like, very encouraging of like this is rad you should keep doing this you should talk to this person and here's this person's contact and i'm going to tell this person you know and so you know, she, we always said she was kind of like mama fest <laughs> so well let me let me back up something you said a little earlier because that actually kind of led into where i wanted to, to go with the, the question for you here you had mentioned you know the you know kind of the the feel of of eight second and how they let you do everything in that one, and that that venue seems to just be perfect for it um, because of the size and everything. Do you think that Fest could move into a bigger venue, and and you wouldn't lose the, you know, the the magic that is Fest, or do you think that a building like that is is kind of what Fest should be in, and it it should be that kind of you know, smaller? I, I've I've never been to the venue, but like you know that like you said that DIY punk kind of. I, I want to use the word grimy, but that's not like that has a bad a bad annotation. <laughs> well, I mean, but I don't want it. Looks like a saloon inside, right? And it is kind of grimy in the sense of like it's not the cleanest place, right? You know? <laughs> but that also makes us feel kind of at home in there. And it, it, you know, when you're like when beers get bashed over heads and like stuff gets spilled, they're not freaking out. So it's kind of awesome. Eight Second is actually kind of a large venue. The capacity of the actual venue is a thousand if you cram everybody in there. Um, we tend to have around three 
three to three fifty at our shows in Gainesville, and then during the music festival weekend, it's packed out. Like you know, and we see people coming like you know about eight hundred in attendance, and it's just flowing in and out. Like some people will stay for like one match, leave to go see bands. You know, you got to remember too, like while this whole show is going on during the music festival weekend at the end of October, uh, there's also like twelve other venues open. Right. With music playing, you know, with when one of them being our main stage, it's a four thousand capacity with the main draws on it. So if, the fact that we have anybody standing in eight seconds, you know, <laughs> during the wrestling show, and the fact that I'm missing some of my favorite bands to put on the show, you know, is like a testament to the fact that like, hey, punk rock and wrestling can go hand in hand. Um, as far as larger venues goes, we did try to do some shows at the St. Augustine Amphitheater, which is a large amphitheater, and they were so much fun and awesome. Uh, we definitely had to do them in the winter, in December and February, and it was cold as fuck outside. And one time, the rain was coming in sideways, but the people that were there were stoked. And it was cool for us to go in and have a large venue that felt like, you know, the whole time we were there, we're like, wow, this would be amazing if there was like 4,000 people here and filled <laughs> this thing up. But it was like, how could that ever happen, you know? Um, right now, we have no aspirations of like playing bigger rooms or trying to take this, uh, you know, I, I've never, you know, one of the big things in like rock and roll and wrestling and entertainment and a lot of things is when people, I think, try to like think his thoughts of like, well, we're going to be the next big thing, and I'm going to take this to the next level and stuff like that. And it's like, we just want to do this once every other month and have real fun with it. <laughs> but at the same time, the main goal should be that everybody that's in attendance and everybody that's a part of it leaves stoked and wants to tell somebody else. You know, and that's I think how things organically grow and how things organically survive um, in in any type of business. Um, so that's kind of like our whole our whole main ethos or mindset of like of fast wrestling is that like let's try to like not change the game but let's like make the game a little bit more fun to play. You know, it's it's just I I I love professional wrestling. You know, just as much as I love punk rock. But if I go to see certain bands and they're in certain weird venues and I have to deal with like shitty security or a bunch of fucking bros trying to like be up people in the pit it turns me off into wanting to go see that band you know but if I go see a band and they're playing like in a place that seems like a safe space like a house show or like a or a, or a collective where people are putting all their effort together not to make money but to actually put on the entertainment and do the show and everybody's being really friendly and everybody's very thankful that the event happened you walk away more with a positive vibe and want to support those type of people and those bands and those venues more so than going to like a house of fucking blues, you know? Um, and so that's kind of like how I want to expose fest to some people is that like, Hey, this is, this is a, this, this space right here. We are all collectively doing this together. It's fun. You know, I'm out there with the crowd, you know, watching the show. I'm not behind wearing some headset or acting like, you know, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what tangent I'm getting down, but, but it's, you know, without you guys have been at Fest before, it's, it's hard to explain the vibe, and it's, it's what a lot of people tell me when they come well, to I'm the Well, I'm really show. excited. But there's also a shitload of people that come to Fest wrestling shows that don't watch wrestling on TV. 
and don't go to other wrestling promotions. And that's kind of how we first started it in Gainesville. It's just like, hey, we're doing wrestling, and then we have a bunch of people that are friends of ours that are, you know, into the music scene of Gainesville and work in restaurants and bars and stuff. And they're like, that sounds fun as shit. I remember seeing wrestling at Fest last year during the music festival. Let's go see this and start doing this. And then we started getting more and more people from Florida because Florida has a very, very awesome group of family that are way into wrestling, as you guys know very well, um, that travel every weekend to go to all these different promotions, you know, that support, you know, what we do, that support what Ignite, uh, you know, supports um, what uh, Punk Pro does, you know, all these promotions, you know, and it's just, it's, it, it was almost like for us, be able to do what we were doing and then for those people to come who don't know anything about the music festival or fest and aren't into punk rock and they come and they're like hey we really like what you're doing we're going to come back and we're going to tell our friends when people start driving down from north carolina for our shows that's crazy when pwx in north carolina says hey we want you to come up and do a split show with us in charlotte north carolina and it sold out 250 people in a tiny ass little warehouse in the back of some fucking industrial district, you know, that's that, that means a lot, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, so, you know, for us, as far as bigger venues goes, like, I'm just hope, hoping we can just keep doing this three, four, five, six years from now, and that someday, you know, we can, you know, show that from what we're doing, somebody else can get inspired and go, hey, you know what, I want to do this, or I want to start a podcast, or I want to start, you know, a collective, or anything, whatever you you feel like is in your heart that you want to do, as long as it's from there, it's not from an aspect of like, I'm going to make a lot of money off this, or I'm going to make myself big and popular. You know, it's, I think that's too much of a mentality that that has been uh, uh, exploited in a lot of ways in in entertainment and across the board and, and the culture we live in now. So, now if anything, what we're doing, if we can just get some more people to get stoked and have more fun with things, then, then maybe we'll all have a better life. <laughs> now, you brought up something very interesting, because you brought up um, Ignite and Punk Pro, and uh, I, I know in the state of Florida, uh, Brawl is around here as well, Brawl USA. Um, and, and I know that I think uh, myself uh, on Twitter and... Um, our kind of cohorts on the the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network team, Hammerfist, were throwing some stuff out there recently about like an all in Florida where it was kind of a conglomeration of all of these different companies trying to put something, you know, do one big show together. Would you guys be interested? Not that I'm running this right now or anything, but just as a, you know, as a pipe dream. Um, would you be interested in working with companies like... I think like that's a very like, good idea, and I think it could really, really work. I think some people that are in Florida are going to have to get off their fucking little high horse to make mm. it happen, though. And that's not to name any names, but, you know... You can if you want. Name name. names. We're okay with that. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I, it, it's, it's mainly... It's that same thing I was talking about, how, like, we're going to take it to the next level. We're the big shit, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to work with other companies, you know, because we want to be the one Florida company. And it's like, it's bullshit, man. It's like, you know, and such, the funny- such egomaniac, crappy little things. And I think that's like one of the reasons why it doesn't work is because wrestling has been thrown at us as a culture for so long from the outside that that's what wrestling is about. You know, we looked at, you know, you look at things like the WWE of like, we 
we are the only thing and we squash all others, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just such like, the opposite of the culture I was brought up on where it's like, you know, yes, in music, there are bands that have like super egos and they're like, we're the best band ever. You know, we don't want to like help anybody out. But from like the world we were brought up in and the punk world, it's like that's all you did was help each other because nobody was going to help anyone else. Right. You couldn't get anywhere unless we all helped each other. Yeah. You know, if, if 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 I didn't do a show for you in my hometown, I you wouldn't be able to do a show for me in your hometown. Right. You know, it was like that old trade off. And so when I came into the whole like, I get I was very naive, you know, doing wrestling stuff. I thought that's how it all was. And I, in the very beginnings of doing fest wrestling, I was like. Hey, let me write all these companies and say, "Hey, we're thinking about bringing this wrestling in. We're going to do our show on Sunday. Why don't you guys do a show on Friday? Why don't you do a show on Saturday? And we can all share this wrestler, you know, and help them get here and help them being taken care of." And it was like I got shot down left and fucking right. You know, like, who do you think you are coming into our scene doing which, this? Blah 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 blah. Which you know? is just, so it, like, it happens it really a lot. But at the same time we made a lot of friends with other companies that aren't from Florida and they have that same mentality of like, let's share things like, Hey, bring your champ to our show and we're going to put him up in Minneapolis and then we'll do the same for them in Gainesville. And so we've, we, I feel like that ideology is kind of like what we're trying to do with the, we are family shows every time in October. It's not about us, putting over Fest Wrestling as much as we're trying to put over independent wrestling and right. try to showcase as many good people and good companies and good areas of wrestling that we can. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's an amazing idea and I would love it if that Florida was able to do it and St. Augustine Amphitheater would be a perfect place to do that if everybody could pull together and do it. The problem is I think it's too clicky. You know, and until that changes, until people that run wrestling companies, you know, that are small time in Florida stop thinking that they're big ass shit, um, that's that's really the only time is that we can all just come together and realize that like, hey, we're all kind of losing money doing this shit. So why don't we just all try to help each other out right. and make this fun again? You know. Well, let's let's take a moment to uh, ponder that that sentiment that we can we can enjoy here and now we will completely turn the tide and completely just work on putting over fest right now uh let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh your champ a good friend of the this uh podcast uh we've caused some major chaos with this gentleman uh, uh yeah. effie is a, is your current uh fest wrestling champion talk a little bit about kind of the rise of effie because effie has had quite the interesting um storyline as it were and i don't even think it was meant to be like a storyline it's just the way it happened uh from where he started to where he is now in your company so talk a little bit about that well yeah i mean when we first said hey we're gonna do fest wrestling effie was one of the first wrestlers to, to hit us up and definitely somebody we didn't know prior he was familiar with the music festival of fest was like hey i'm this wrestler i live in tallahassee I wrestle in these areas, you know, he had really never wrestled in Florida before we brought him in. Um, my first show that he was on the very first, you know, best wrestling show. Um, a lot of the folks that were on that show had never wrestled with Effie before either. Um, but you know, he is just, 
maybe the most professional professional wrestler I've ever dealt with. Uh, he, he just is has it. You know, they talk about that it factor. F he has it. He is it. Um, and he's also been an amazing champion for us. Like he has taken that self belt um, all over the place. You know, when Sue was an amazing champion too, and she took it over to Europe and stuff like this. But I feel like Effie has really um, tried harder than anybody to uh, be an ambassador as a champion of Fest and what we do for Fest, and taking it, you know, uh, to Minneapolis, to New York, to North Carolina, to like all kinds of Jersey. He's taking it like all these places, um, and I think you know he's that I think the most underrated wrestler at least around the southeast um that pans down you know like i don't i don't understand why he has why he has not had to call me yet and say hey um i'm i have to give up this this i don't even get this match i gotta go because because you know wwe is calling I'm, I'm just shocked still every day that it doesn't happen i just take it his every show he's going to come and tell us that he has to like leave us and go on um but he's he's amazing you know he's he has had his his crazy crazy stories and crazy drama with so many different people throughout Fest Wrestling. I mean, the whole run with him and Leon Scott, who was like another person at the time that nobody in Florida was really booking or dealing with and doing stuff with. Uh, and he, you know, the two of them just made made a great, 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 you know yin and yang and uh went to war and told a story and told a wonderful story and it was also fun that like to see uh independent wrestling of two people who really aren't you know indie darlings that aren't getting flown all over the u.s be able to tell an amazing trilogy of, of matches and just keep keep people entertained and keep people like glued to it you know um but yeah he's daddy Yes. You know, he's, he's it, you know, he's, he's ready for Kate this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I I know a lot of stuff that, that will happen Saturday because we've been talking. Um, and I feel really sorry for Jason Kate. That's all well, uh, thank you for segueing me. So on the on the opposite of that, we have almost kind of the downfall of Jason Cade in, in Fast. Uh, Jason, who... You know, kind of almost the opposite of Effie. It was it was getting booked in Florida, uh, was on WWN shows and things like that. Um, Up in Wrestling Revolver, right? So, yeah. talk a little bit about kind of what what's been the issue with the downfall of Jason Caden Fest that, that brought us to this point. I think Kay's just a whiner. You know, <laughs> he you know Veda got booked up a bunch in Europe. Veda fell in love. She was like, I'm going to go over here where my boyfriend is and wrestle. Um, and he kind of got stuck around, you know, uh, without, a, without a partner. I thought, you know, that Pop Culture was a great tag team. Uh, Veda and Kate made great uh, heel partners together. And I thought things were going to go well. But then when he quit on us, it was like straight up just like, are you kidding me? You're going to take the mic and talk shit now and quit? You know, kind of blindsided us. And I was kind of like... Well, good. You know, we don't need your ass. And you know what? The shows didn't change. Not a single person came to me the next show. was like, hey, man, where's Jason Cade? I really miss Jason Cade. You know, it just kind of got tired and old of him just whining and shit. So when he came back in the last show, it was like a real shocker to a lot of us. And so, you know, just play it out. And it's like, okay, if that's what you're going to do, 
you know, luckily we went up to North Carolina the next day and knew he was going to be up there and got the damn belt back. And then he took it again. It's just this weird, like, sneaky, thievery, whiny bullshit, you know? It's, it's definitely, uh, if he wants, if his, if his main goal is for people to hate him, then his goal achieved, sir. Yeah, he's so, winning at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, have you seen the church we made for Saturday? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely did. You did. I, and for I, those of you who can't see because you're listening, it just basically says, fuck Jason Cade real big on the front. <laughs> and, the, and the O is his is, is face. Yeah. Whining. It's, well, we don't have any Chikara rules on this show, so it's okay. Yeah, well, the, the cursing <laughs> is not a big deal for Fester or anything. So, so now, uh, but uh, it's a podcast, come right. on. So <laughs> other, it's the wild, it's the wild, wild rest, rest of the epic. Right so now, other than the fact that he had the belt, which I mean, obviously, you guys could have just made a legal issue out of, right? Uh, you know, police could have been called things like that. What what's having you actually let him back in the building? Because you guys banned him. He was not allowed in eight seconds. He was like the security oh, yeah. was told to keep him out. It's a security man, and they got some tight security there. They're they, they're breaking out the the bad boy clubs for this stuff. Uh, I like it. I like it. It was Effie. Effie asked for him back. Effie wants a shot. Effie wants the match. You know, and if this is what we got to do to like be done with Kate and be in with it. I mean, he can be. He can move up to North Carolina. He can be up there with Tommy Thomas and, and the syndicate and all that, that bullshit up there. Like, keep it, you know? I mean, wrestling's always going to have good guys, bad guys, whiners, heroes, you know, you name it. But anybody that just constantly just complains, it's just like it doesn't get along with anybody. You know, why, why keep them around, you know? Um, so we'll see. We'll see how Saturday goes. But I made it a street fight. Because pretty much there's never rules at Fest Wrestling anyway. It's kind of like, as Rokini always says, we always play loose and fast with, with the rules. And it's like, uh, it's because, I don't know, rules are boring. Yeah. Um, so, it's like, matches are way more fun when you can have, like, chaos and going going for it. And the way you can hide behind stupid rules like a count out or, you know, bullshit like that. But uh, I do know that, like, he's going to be in for it. I mean, you don't, you don't, come up, piss off everybody in the building. You don't realize both refs. I mean, how's he even going to get a fair match? He's fucked up both refs. You know there's going to be a bias there. You know? Also, here's another thing, too, about Jason Cage. We're going to just talk shit about it, too. <laughs> the reason why we did it in a street fight is because Jason Cage is not a fighter. Fucker is not. You know, granted, he's got a lot of good move sets as a wrestler. He's got some you know, flippy he can, stuff. He can, as Effie said, he's a great mid-card flipper. Yeah. Um, but but when it comes down to it, Fucker cannot fight. And F, we know Effie can brawl, and Effie can get bloody, and Effie can get weird. You know? What is Kate going to do? Yeah, so we'll see. I, I, I suggest it all come because... Uh, or... or Continue to watch it on on our wonderful partners, Pivot Share. Um, shameless plug, you know, but but we have to keep things alive. Uh, uh, you know, keep up with it. It's it's going to be fun, that's for sure. But there's also a lot of other things going on in Fest Wrestling, um, so you should you should partake in. We've got a lot of other other uh, interesting folk that are coming through, but this will be a, a very very good main event. For sure. Well, Tony, you've done a wonderful job of segueing me again. Go ahead and, and kind of give us a breakdown of what else is on the rest of the show for that night, because obviously it's not just a one-match show, though Caden 
uh, Caden them is an excellent uh, is an excellent match. What what uh, what are some of the other matches you've got booked for that uh, for that evening? Um, well, uh, I have to remember it now. <laughs> Putting together a couple of shows at the time um, and a music festival. Um, I'm really excited about how we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Trip Cassidy back. He got to debut on the last show, um, and we're having him back against Darius Lockhart, who has been a, a extremely uh, a talented. Uh, new member to Fest Wrestling from North Carolina area. Um, uh, we have uh, Ariel Monroe is going to fight uh, Britt Baker. So it's the first time we get Britt Baker down. Um, hoping that it will not be the only time she, she's here. Um, I think she just recently moved to Florida. So that's a bonus for us okay. as far as wrestling fans for I, the entire state. I wonder. Uh, I wonder why. No, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that is going to be just... Uh, that, that might be a show stealer right there, that match alone. Um, we have uh, the, the, the never-ending rival of Gymnasty Boys versus Ugly Ducklings to see who's going to be our new number one contender for our tag team champs. I mean, that has been going on and on and on, and there's a lot of uh, unfinished business, as they usually say. Um, Awaken has their first title defense against uh, Shook D and Beastly. So uh, the Funky Beast is what I want to start calling them. Nice. Go with uh, it. But, but I'm not going to start naming tag teams for themselves. They can figure that out on their own. Uh, so that will be the first title defense. There's a lot of all this bad blood that's been going on forever between Awaken and uh, Beastly. So excited about that. And, um, oh, our good, our good weird-ass friend Zicky Dice is coming back, who uh, is, um, apparently has been sent back in time to the 80s and has <laughs> become a weird sci-fi like 80s bad guy. Sure. Nice. Um, yeah. And he's got time travel going on so that makes Fest even more exciting that you know we're defying you know laws of physics and gravity and, and time and space so that that's happening now. Um, but yeah he's coming back down uh, we're, he's teaming up with Drennan who I always thought in his own brain really thought he was an 80s evil bad guy character. <laughs> um, or at least just of the Mills District in Orlando, one of the two. Um, and then they are going up against uh, Jamie Senegal, who's been a best favorite who's come down, who I heard is also moving to the Florida area, which is amazing. That and is then pretty cool. making her debut at Best Wrestling is Miss Shakti Blackheart, who we have been wanting to get down for a long time to Fest. So now uh, it's getting ballsy. That's all i got to say. That's right. So I think that's all of our matches. There should be seven. There. I always try to do seven, and if it's not seven, then um, I'll make something up. I can, I can tell you there's one more you're missing, which is, my fa- I think, my favorite one other than the main event, uh, because oh, you you definitely have uh, Simon Grimm uh, oh, yeah. taking, taking on Serpentico. Which will oh, be yes. absolutely awesome because the mix of those two How did I forget just, that? is just as amazing. So, um, so basically, now just Serpentico is just going to scream at me in Spanish again, right. again at the show yeah. at the beginning. It won't be the it won't be the first. It won't be the last. It's just, yeah, just, it's just the life. <laughs> so. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that is going to Serpentico has been like turning it up. Like, um, he's, he's losing his shit. Yeah. Basically uh-huh. with what's going on. He's um, been losing yeah, his shit all over the place. Breakdown, um, and, uh, it's starting to get dangerous. 
So we'll see how uh, Simon Grimm handles that, who seems not afraid any bit. I don't know if you saw the promo he cut that was basically just um, a Van Damme promo. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was, uh, yeah. It, I, 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 I'm not really... That, that one, that one you know, might be the other stealer. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's I don't know what to say with Seth's wrestling. I'm always surprised as well. Well, Tony, we have some questions that we always ask here, and, and we've gotten to one that is super important to me. It's um, important okay. to Shelly. Yeah. Again, it might not be important to everybody else. This is, this, is the house, this is the house divided question. It is. The Trevin this, Adams Memorial question. There's... I love Trevin, I do, but man, he's made this this life hard. <laughs> so when you're driving, when you're doing the drives, and you're going from the wonderful city of Gainesville, oh, I, I even... Drive. I thought you said when I'm doing the drugs. Yeah, no, no, drive. No, drive. In a car. Yeah, no drugs today. When you're, when you're okay. generally sober and driving... Please driving drink responsibly. Somewhere. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> um, and you see the bright lights ahead... Are the bright lights sheets or Wawa? And I have to say, Chad, sheets I did really Wawa. good. Yeah. Yes. I grew up with sheets, but I'm 100% Wawa guy. That's right. Oh, That's right. right. He's and trying to hang out. I wait for a Wawa to get in Gainesville. They teased us and said, well, we're coming here, and they lied. Oh, no. It's not right. here yet. Well, they have, uh, they have conquered we, we Tampa. We only sheets in Virginia. True. And uh, the, in college, like, that was amazing because you didn't have to talk to anybody That's right. you could just point at hot food and it would come out and then you could go into the beer cave and get cold drinks well, so as much as i love sheets i feel like wawa has a superior product well tony next That's time right. next time you make the you make the drive up to the tampa area let us know and we will gladly uh we'll gladly accompany you to to a to a wawa i guess I will actually, shameless plug, be in the tank area on September the 30th. Um, we are having a show at the Crowbar, not a fest wrestling show, a fest show. It is a free show. Uh, Expert Timing is playing from Orlando. Okay. Very nice. And I fucking can't remember who else is playing it. <laughs> but it's well, a free show, and it's also a sign-ups for our to volunteer for pre-fest in Ebor which is our two days leading up to Fest, the music festival. Um, or if you wanted to volunteer for a Fest in general, it takes um, close to 500 volunteers to make wow. the whole festival work. Someone's got a And that's one of the cool things about Fest is that we don't, we allow people to get the experience of working um, in the music industry and working, you know, at making a show happen and making events happen. And so if you work like a shift, it's like, you know, it could be as short as four hours to as long as eight hours, depending on the job. You get a three-day pass to the music festival nice. and a shirt that, and a T-shirt that nobody else gets. So. <laughs> nice. And it well, doesn't is... say staff on it. But it doesn't say staff. That's appreciative. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we will be down at, at the Crowbar in Ebor uh, on Sunday, the 30th of September, nice. with some bands. And um, I really hope that my friend... of the Ebor Tampa area come out. So if anything, even if you don't sign up to uh, volunteer to work pre-fest, you at least come out and see some free music and have a good time. No worries. The Crow Bar is kind of the home bar for my roller derby team, Tampa Roller Derby. So I'm going to... 
Get the I'm see if I can get some Derby Girls out. Yeah, the Derby what, Girls love What a love combination a party. that'll be. The, oh, man. The Fest group and, and the Roller Derby Girls. And, I'll finally oh, get my two passions together. Derby against the Gainesville Girls? Uh, religiously. We actually have quite the... Uh, Quite the rivalry here in town, in in state. If it got any worse, you could book it for fast. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal actually. So the yeah, girls go I mean, hard. They, they have a they have an event in Gainesville the same weekend as Fest. It's they do. Where they have to do the uh, the Derby is just so far from downtown. I don't think we could get people to go, but we definitely always try to help promote it. Oh, I think nice. uh, it's a beautiful thing and. Uh, we have a lot of friends that are on the Derby team here, so nice. um, oh, that's no cool. offense, I know I'm on your show, but <laughs> come on. I hear you, I hear you, but my Tampa girls are a little bit better, and, uh, <laughs> you know, not that not that we're prideful too much. Not at all. Or no. anything. I'm just not humble, though my name is Buddha Fett. There so, we go. like, yeah. <laughs> well, t- well, Tony, they might, may not be prideful, but we are prideful of our final two questions that Woo! we ask every guest on the show. The first one's a little Great. bit. The first one's a little bit dark, so we apologize in advance. In advance. Uh, so, uh, in this uh, lovely performance art that we call professional wrestling, sadly, we do lose a lot of talent early. Uh, that being said, if there was any uh, one person who was no longer with us that you could bring in to book for a fest show that is no longer on this earthly coil, uh, who would that wrestler be and why? Brian Pillman comes to my head. First. Amazing choice. Yeah. Um, just because of all that crazy fucking ECW promo stuff he cut, and I would be like, he, I could see him getting weird, and I would, I would want to have Pillman and Joey Janela tag together. Oh God. Um, yeah, oh my goodness. That's, that's, you could, pulled some real. Num- could some could eight, real could eight second hold up to that? Would be the big question. So. I mean, I, we barely did when Joey Janela came down with Penelope Ford. We had, had, had that crazy match. That was last year at, at, during the fest weekend. Um, oh, wow. Penelope jumped out of the balcony where the wrestlers... Uh, I believe that. Yeah. ...in the top. Um, I love that she did that, even though, like, for almost, you know, the entire time we had fest wrestling, a lot of people had... had a lot of the, the... Let's put this way. A lot of the guys who were like, thought they were the craziest of all the crazies, were like, hey, you know, I'll jump off this thing. And, and somebody would be like, you should try to jump out of here. I think you can make it to the ring. And they all were too chicken shit. And then she was like, nah, fuck that. I'm doing this. So, <laughs> kudos to Ford for, for taking it up, all the notches on that one. Because her balls are big. That's true. Um, uh, question yeah. number Question number two. Here we go. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that all uh, animals in nature have certain traits that assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have a long neck. Rhinos have the big horn, etc., etc. Uh, we believe that the human's uh, trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Tony from Fast Wrestling, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Which animal would it be? What animal would you fight, yeah. and what weapon would you use? Okay, I hate rats. Nice. Good call. And I would use a flamethrower. Nice. <laughs> Big guns just right there. Them, I appreciate it. <laughs> just turn the whole house down. Let them rot. As some people that used to live in the uh, the D.C. metro area and used to go down Holy to downtown D.C. Crap. all the time, 
we we could have a whole uh, video game for you there just based off of the rats. Those aren't so, rats. Oh, yeah. Those are I'm like small dogs. Years going to DC to see punk shows all the time. Why my poor mom about where we were going? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know why. I think I think something's happened in my childhood or something. But like that is the only creature on this planet that uh, I I will see and I will have just sheer fear of. I don't know why. Something something some weird dark shit and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I hate spiders. <laughs> so. Well, Tony, this is the uh, part in the episode that uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has given us permission to officially call Get Your Shit In. Yes. Here's the opportunity for you to let everybody know about where they can find you on social media, where they uh, give out your hype for the, the uh, next show coming up. Uh, the floor, your, your merchandise, the floor is yours. Okay, well, uh, we have a website named com. I think it just takes you to our Facebook page, which would be like just whatever social media, Fest Wrestling. It's on Instagram, Twitter. It's just at Fest Wrestling. And then the music festival is the Fest FL is in Florida. F is in Frank and L is in love, Florida. Um, so those are the two things we really try to do. We promote a fun music festival and fun good vibes of pro wrestling. And we thank you guys all for listening especially you two for doing this wonderful podcast and for like, you know, supporting independent thoughts, ideas, expressions, um, you know, keep, keep it going. I know this shit is not easy to do. <laughs> it's very hard. And, um, I applaud you guys and thanks so much and feel honored that you want to have us on the show and want to like talk about some wrestling and music and all the good times. Well, and, I've definitely torching rats, man. There I we can't, go. Well, I've definitely watched enough fest, both uh, you know, through Pivot Chair, through your guys' um, YouTube channel. Uh, you guys oh, have put yeah. up a we lot do of have YouTube and Pivot Chair. Those those are ways to watch it. Uh, so. A lot of great <laughs> matches you you've put up on the YouTube channel as well. I'm really shitty about the promotion. <laughs> but uh, we, like I said, we I love that company. I've heard a lot of great things about yes. about Fest, and uh, definitely can't wait till I've like I said I've seen it on the screen, but I can't wait to actually be there in person for it. And I know we're going to set that up soon. So we'll we two hours away. We will gladly do a and we will gladly do a. Uh, we just did recently from the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network before Punk Pro. We did a big Megapod uh, show to kind of pre-hype that show. If it's okay with you guys, we'll come down there sometime with the whole crew, and we'll do a whole uh, we'll do a whole setup there. We can talk to you in person as well. So I'm way into it. I'm way into it. We'd love to have you guys. I'd love for you also to Shameless. meet our good buddies who always come down from Valadoxa, the whole wrestling show. There you go. Another yes. you know real cool indie wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Too. They always come down to the shows, and uh, yeah, it's always fun to get like-minded groups of people together. Yeah. That you know, podcasting ain't easy. Thing. You know what I mean. Hashtag support indie wrestling. Hashtag support indie podcast. I always yes. use both of those. So, yes. uh, well, to all of our here's another hashtag I use a lot. To all of our dozens and dozens. That's right. Uh, thank you once again for listening to the indie cast. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time, everybody. I am always Chad Allen. I'm always Shelly Allen. And until next time, everybody. We always say deuces. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the indie cast. Uh, well, I guess obviously they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game 
that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you What's fucker. Up? Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners. Touching wieners dude. professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. So, hey, Zach Romero, I bet you didn't know this. This is supposed to be a rest.